Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. And uh, I am joined, or I am joining, my co-host actually in person for the first time in like freaking forever. What's going on, guys? What's happening? Hey, what's up, world? Remember us? What's up, motherfuckers? Oh, I'm sorry. What's up, mofos? <laughs> what is... Uh, what you guys aren't going to give your Twitter handles or oh, okay. your right, names so, or anything or do am I supposed to introduce you? I don't want them to. I don't want them to find out. Introduce people. Introduce yourself. Get yourself over. I'm so at Lucha Gringo at, at Rumble <laughs> War over here. Your kids. <laughs> this episode is a giant cluster already. I don't know how to talk about this. We just started room. and we're live. There's people watching. Like I can see viewership is going up by the by the. By the ones, it's ones of people right now. <laughs> By the tenths of a person. Hey, what's up? Uh, if that person is uh, W Lucha, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, Byron, you didn't give your Twitter name. What is it? My Twitter name? What's yeah. Up? Whoa! Ah! Now we're in a feedback loop. This yeah. show is just going straight in. Oh God, I feel like I'm watching Doctor Strange again. This show is uh, totally going straight in the tubes already. Oh, speaking of which, Doctor Strange. So uh, at Byron Fever um, on Instagram, Twitter, all the social medias, hit me up. Also on PS4, um, hit me up on mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm, and um, and yeah, please Hope hit these dillwads on PS4 and beat them up yeah. at 2K17. I'm I'm at Lucha Gringo. Byron doesn't uh, renew his PS Plus like a normal person, so he can't play you online, but he can invade your career, and. Uh, if you, so if you need some jobbers to get you a few extra points, Byron's your man. Um, because my guy will just straight up fucking body And you. who are you? Have you introduced yourself yet legitimately? Oh, yeah, I did. I said, my name's Casey at Lucha Gringo. Hi, everyone. I All have right. a Dario Cueto shirt on. If you don't have this shirt, you're garbage. I actually don't have that shirt. It's what? That I, I don't have that shirt. It's one of the few I don't. Casey, yeah. um... While we're getting in plugs, before we get really rocking and rolling here, your mm -hmm. other podcast that you hung out with is actually up, right? Can you yeah, plug those guys? Um, the Bad Movie Night podcast. It's spelled N-I-T-E because someone else took the other name, I think. But <laughs> yeah, this one's been on longer. Uh, it's about Godfrey Ho movies. It's about ninjas. Subscribe to their shit because they actually recorded another podcast when uh, I was there too that sounds like it's going to be really good. So check that out. Sweet. Um, also, uh, this show is brought to you by The Last Real Heels. You can find them on uh, iTunes yeah. and other places where they have things that are podcasts. Search Last Real Heels and um, get their merchandise on Pro Wrestling Tees. Use code Elvar Heels. I'm terrible at this. I'm, a, I'm terrible at this. They're sponsoring our We're episode? never going to get those mattress guys that we want, are we? I want. I can't read dude, a fucking ad. No, Shutter, Shutter. We want Shutter. We want free mattresses, dude. Well, we do yeah, want free like, mattresses. I'm sleeping on a futon, dude. I need, I need the mattress. Can you sleep on the Shutter service? I just, yeah. I mean, well, okay. What did you watch on Shutter that was so good this week? Oh get into shit! This. Uh, the WNUF Halloween special, amazing. It's a fake '80s Halloween special that they shot on VHS and then degraded it like 50 times, so it looks like legit. And uh, it's about this news program that goes into a haunted house and things happen. It's really good. And uh, I would gladly recommend that. But then, you know, so that was like my Halloween ritual. But then day after Halloween, they put the Phantasm movies up. 
They didn't put Phantasm 2 on there because the rights are really screwed up, but they have they are the exclusive streaming home of the 4K restoration of Phantasm that looks awesome. Hmm. And they're not paying us, but we would like them to, or just give us some free memberships. You know? We'll even get Byron to watch it. Give us a free mattress. I want the mattress. Mm -hmm. I want the mattress. I want the me undies. I want mm -hmm. oh yeah. I want all that stuff. We can get some new chonies and shit. Like that, that would be good. Dude, I need it, man. I'm rocking like the Hanes briefs that are like 10 years old, man. I need, I need to upgrade. Byron's, Byron's down same for that. Stuff, the same like $8 for. So look, sponsors bucks. out there, if you want um, tens of people to hear about your products weekly, you'd be glad to uh, do it just for the free stuff, really. You don't it, have to give us money. Like, yeah. Just send me some underwear and I'll plug your underwear on the show. Like not your dirty underwear. Like, uh, come on. Dumbass oh, dude, we should get uh, that that Tommy Wiseau dude from the room. Mm. He's got his own underwear company. Mm -hmm. We should get him to send us. His hey, underwear. Case, do you have your uh, your copy of the book, the Matt Wallace thing? Oh, I just want to show it on Byron's camera. Byron's got quick. it close. Byron's got it close. Byron's got it close. So, um, Matt Wallace and the guys from Parts Unknown sent us over um, some copies of Rencore Life in Grudge City by Matt Wallace and a couple of issues in the magazine. We each got copies. So we're going to actually read. And yes, we know how to. We're going to actually read. And uh, we'll give him a little review in a couple of weeks or whenever we all get through it. I know Byron will probably get through it the first because he's going to be on some airplanes soon. And mm -hmm. that's usually the best time to read. Um, but yeah, we're going to check this out and uh, do something a little bit different. It is a Lucha Libre uh, themed kind of noir deal, I think. So yeah. Classic pulp. Um, we it's should check be, it out and see see what it says, and we'll get back to you guys and tell you if you should go pick it up or if you should burn it. it it's awesome too because Keith also included some uh, some issues of From Parts Unknown, which uh, which I have read and bought at cons. I I do know From Parts Unknown. It's dope as fuck. And I will say this: Matt stuff that I have read is mostly about ninjas on VintageNinja.net. Damn so right. Yeah. Go go check out some of that stuff. All right, let's hmm. um. Let's start talking some Lucha. Lucha in vivo this week, the, the, the recent one, you guys got any thoughts on, on that? Was the, the, second, the second outing was, was better than the first, right? Yeah. Well, the ring didn't fall apart. Yeah, the drug dealer phone company had a better ring this time. <laughs> uh, if you're thinking of sponsoring us, we won't call you a drug dealer phone company. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, a nice ring. Uh, yeah. I, it wasn't it, where was it this time? It was Houston? Yeah, but what kind of festival? Escondido? Uh, no, that was... No. <laughs> no, no. Because it was, was at a tamale a, festival this was just before. A, uh, mm. This was like a state fair or something. I think mm. this oh, was sweet. just a normal kind of event. Yeah, dude, they used to do lucha matches at the LA County Fair, but they haven't in the last couple of years, which kind of sucks. They're, tomorrow is at the tamale festival. Oh, uh, and that's the one in San Diego? Yeah. 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 That actually kind of sounds dope. I wish I had the time, but I, I might, am swamped this week. Are you going down? I might go. I think I'm going to be know. in Little Tokyo all um, day tomorrow. The last thing that I want to talk about, and I don't normally, uh, we don't normally talk about politics, but I'm going to talk about politics because I have in this envelope what I like to refer to as my bitch ticket. Mm. This is this is my ticket that I'm going to fill out today that entitles me to bitch a lot for the next four years. Mm -hmm. And um, for those of you who don't live in California, this this is my uh, voters ballot. I do uh, absentee balloting because a lot of times I'm not in Los Angeles when it's time to vote. Um, the, the, the stuff that's on the ballot here is ridiculous. Like we're mm -hmm. voting for legalizing weed, even though you, it's pretty much already legal in California. All you have to do is like 
I go to the dude down the street that like has one of those script pads and he'll just scribble like, yeah, it yeah. needs weed for headaches. And then you can pretty much get weed already. But they're voting to legalize, legalize it, which I guess is probably better in the long run for the citizens of California since it's basically already legal. This will maximize tax dollars from it. Yeah. I don't care one way or the other how you vote on it. I'm just saying that, you know, this is the next step or whatever. A lot of states haven't even gotten here and Colorado's making a pile of money off of it. And I care more about keeping my roads smooth and not bumpy. So anything that's going to help that is good. Then there's these other ones like, should uh, porno actors have to wear condoms? This is the kind of stuff you get in California. And at first I was like, hell yeah, they should have to wear condoms. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh God, no, they shouldn't have to wear condoms. Because guess what's going to happen? The entire porn industry is going to leave California when they do that. And then those guys are going to try to take my jobs in reality TV. (laughs) So like my bottom line really is screaming no condoms, which is so politically strange to me. Honestly, the, the honest fact of the matter is in Southern California, especially my vote is almost meaningless. Almost everyone votes straight Democrat party line right down uh, by huge margins. So my vote almost doesn't count at all. Um, I have probably done more political good in my neighborhood by going to council meetings or something like city yes. council meetings. Literally all politics is local. The, the the more important stuff is like join a PTA, go to your city council meeting. You know, my neighborhood's going to vote. Now, if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, if you're one of my friends in Cleveland, <laughs> if you don't vote, do not bitch. That's all I'm going to say. If you don't cast a vote, I don't want to hear a damn thing. I don't care if you like Bernie Sanders. I don't care what Killer Mike from Run the Fucking Jewels said. I don't care who you are. If you don't vote and you live in Ohio, you are a straight moron. Don't talk to me about politics ever again. You but are thank you for listening to the show. Yes. Yeah, keep listening to the show. Keep and listening. support our sponsors. Please support our sponsors. Um, and, and to my Clevelander fans, I know it may you may be still crying um when the election rolls around on tuesday but you know <laughs> a world look it was efforts. a great it was a great great series it was one of the best ever it was one of the best game sevens in history of any kind it was an amazing amazing moment i am super super effing pissed that the indians did not take it home i thought it was so close and it would have just been so awesome to see the Cavs. Uh, and Stipe and the Indians all win in the same season. Of course, Browns have absolutely no chance. I don't even think the Browns have won a game yet. I watched the first four games and I, I just stopped watching. I think they're at like game six or seven and haven't won yet. Um, yeah, they also lost in the up, up, down, down uh, Madden tournament because the Miz lost one of those. So I was playing as the Browns. Not a good month for Cleveland, man. And Dana Brooke lost. And it's just, it's just not. Who? Dana, uh, what's her face? Isn't she on. Uh, no, no. She's on one of those. Hey, if she if she's dating Dolph Ziggler, she already lost anyway. Oh, but, uh, I don't think she's dating. There's a unsubstantiated rumor that she was dating someone on the creative team. And if Dolph Ziggler was the person on the creative team, then he perhaps Dolph Ziggler's not creative. His no. career, it's, it's not Dolph Ziggler. No. He's not creative. No. I heard he was telling uh, Chipotle jokes on Fox News lately. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Um. Great. Good times. Go out and vote. Yeah. Fucking vote and uh, don't be like Byron. You know who he's voting for. Yeah. Who are you what? voting for, Byron? No, they know. They know. For which, for which one? Are you voting like Green Party or something? Are you going to do for something president? funny with your vote? Or are you going to do something, one of the straight up candidates? I, I will say I don't. I mean, I just I don't think the third party candidates are worth voting for Guys, this time around. Right in. I'm going to vote for Dario. Obviously. Right in. Um, it's just. It's just, you know, right in Dario have, Cueto. 
when we don't have like a Ross Perot to to unify the 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 people, you know. <laughs> if I write in El Jefe, will they know? They'll, uh, they'll know. You have to write. You have to write Dario Cueto, and then they'll be like, "No, oh shit, no!" You got to write in. <laughs> you got to write in his shoot name, or you. Oh, really? yeah. Really, Dario Cueto? No, but you gotta you gotta <laughs> be like, but he has to do it as Dario. Like you gotta you gotta put. No, no, I want to vote in Dario. Like he has to he 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 has to give up his shoot life altogether. And yeah, just, it just and literally become be Dario Cueto. Dario, kind of yeah. like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So let me get into um the episode. I have a few notes, though. This is a pretty uh, straightforward episode in a lot of ways. Um. We, we're kicking off. We're talking Lucha Underground, Lucha season Underground. three, episode nine. Uh, this is the Loser Leaves Lucha episode. Um, and we're going to talk plenty about that. that this is a, a, a tragic almost moment here. Uh, you know, it's a great way to blow off a feud and end mm -hmm. a, a feud. And not a feud that started this season. Not a feud that started in Lucha Underground. Yeah. This feud has been raging for decades um, between Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Rey Mysterio. Between the families. Jr. Do you remember when the families. Eddie told Rey that he was Rey's son's oh, father? We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Eddie did that. Eddie was not a good man. And I think Rey is still pissed. And Chavo Eddie has was, to answer Eddie for was it. the greatest man. And Eddie and Rey is the greatest match. The Halloween Havoc match is still my favorite match no, of all time. I agree 100%. And you know what else? Byron, I'm glad Chavo lost. Really? Oh, really? Oh, Spoiler. I'm Wait. sorry. I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go get a job on Twitter. Wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag no spoilers, man. Do we, I'm not even going to shoot on it again this week. No spoilers. No spoilers. Sorry, this is mm, so delicious. Um, I'm, eating, I'm eating a sausage McMuffin with egg with a hash brown in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's called it's the delicious. Harvey Special. It's the he Harvey. invented it. But, dude, I, I ate mine like two seconds before the show started. I couldn't wait. I had to get that. And cheers, too. Casey never eats on the show because he just sucks it all down. Oh, I got another hash brown. Hold on. Mm -hmm. So, oh. this episode brought to you by McDonald's. Oh, that'd be a six months. Come on, they got M. They got mm -hmm. the M logo, mm -hmm. three golden arches, man. MMM show. MMM show. I'm loving it. <laughs> no, it's mmm show delicious. <laughs> Just mmm show it. delicious. Not I'm loving it. or I'm loving it. Mmm mm. show delicious. Hey, what was the first thing that happened on this episode? Hey, you don't have up the, um, the, the, the comments, though, from YouTube. You can't see comments on that thing? Maybe I can. That's horrible. If you're oh. commenting on the... Um, the live stream. Yeah, we can't um, see it. We can't see it right now, just so you know. But if it's you, W Lucha, you're a piece of shit. We will find a way to do this. I think you can do it on your phone. Man. Casey's turning to W today. So I had Dario's, Count this Dario's Died of Doom. I had Count Chocula mm -hmm. today too. It's good mm -hmm. stuff. Um which is getting retired after um, When did when did Dario's choice get on the wheel? Was has it been there the whole time or was this added? Yeah. Because they've gone through so many people on the roster now that they have to fill in things onto the dude. Video. It's it's been on the wheel and it's landed on there unintentionally quite a few times, <laughs> like the Doctor Wagner Jr. situation, which is how I knew it was on the wheel. But when it landed on there this time, we're like, wait, is it actually there or did it fuck up again? And then um, 
then me and Vic started campaigning really hard to be the choice. And Dario said that, that he wanted a real challenge. And that made, Vic made it on TV doing it, pointing to himself that he wants to fight Matanza. He was begging his way, trying to beg his way on that. I, I was trying to do the same thing, but I wasn't in the shot. And because, um, you know, I have a strategy to beat Matanza. What's your strategy? How are you going to beat the I can't monster? fucking tell you, dude, because then someone else will use it and win the title. I don't want Matanza to lose unless it's Pentagon. So Good I'm going to tell him my strategy. I heard Pentagon doesn't know who you are. Yeah. Then he says a lot of things, doesn't he? Pentagon, Pentagon may not know you by your Christian name, but believe me, I know he knows who you are because every time he walks into the temple, he like scans around to see where you are and then basically throws love out to you. Like almost I, I've talked time. to him on Facebook. He knows who I am. <laughs> it's like uh, I talked to him on Facebook, too. Yeah. Yeah. He knows you as Baron. Yeah, I'm Baron. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I lost it. Bailey's lost brother the translation. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm a hugger. Well, so Dario decides to put uh, Cortez Castro, aka Officer Ricky Reyes, yeah, into the match. Um, Dude, and jealous. it was kind of obvious that uh, Dario was was more than happy to let his cards be on the table here and kind of. Show his hand. I just tuned in, and there's a Netflix commercial before our podcast. Yay! <laughs> wow! And Sorry. I was I was just totally us. hyping a, an al an alternative streaming service to Netflix. Um, um but yeah, dude. So um, subscribe go. to Netflix. Here we go. I'm in the live chat finally. Oh, right. who who's who's talking some shit? No, I don't want to do that. You don't want to oh, watch it? You can you can because I have one over here. I see, I see. I see. Urban. Heretic. I see who's under urban. I can't see <laughs> your shit's too far away. I, I didn't mean that in a sexual manner, Byron. Filthy pig. I'm going to keep talking about the episode while these guys figure out who's in the chat. Okay. Um, so, Doc Gallows is married. Whoever the fuck is saying that. Doc Gallows is married to the <laughs> to cherry bomb. Club. Yeah. Mm, no, not yeah. to the bullet, babe. She's just talking a lot of shit. I thought they separated. Did they? Fuck. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't follow WWE. Byron, fucking WWE lover. Who's Who's making those comments? Uh. Uh. Zero cool six six six. Uh. Thinks that you need a braille version for Casey because you're blind. Probably because you're still ugly. Now you know what it's because he has his fucking brightness turned to zero. Yeah. There you go. Now I can see it. There we go. So this is, it's awfully generous for Dario. I thought that he wasn't really liking uh, Cortez. Um, oh, but, but he's giving him a title shot title with shot. his broken arm. Casey, how did Cortez Castro's arm get broken? Uh, let's see. Oh, dude, you know, our good friend Pentagon Jr. breaking his arm was amazing, right? But I do think that this would have been a good place for a, uh, just a fucked up swerve. And Cortez Castro pins Matanza and wins the belt. And Dario has a cop champion. Would have been amazing. But I see why they didn't do it. Because that's actually a horrible idea. It just would have been funny to me. No, a cop champion is fine. But a rat cop champion? Are you saying that you, you are upset? As upset as I am that Big Boss Man was never given the championship gold he deserved? Because he did have the hardcore title. Yeah, but, but he that was wasn't really a, a cop. While. He was a CO. There's a difference. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. My friend Mike tells me that a lot because he was a CEO. And he was a guardian uh, angel. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I got respect for COs, but at the same time, it's not the same as being a cop out on the streets and having to work. The, it's a different thing. Different thing. I will say this. Um, I thought Cortez did have a fighting chance at, uh, at dethroning Matonka. What? <laughs> he, he had the cowboy Bob Orton gimmick on him. So he had a chance. What, you thought he was going to club him with the cast and that was going to get it done? Maybe. Like if he just beats him over the head for five minutes straight with the cast. You're high. We I haven't like even, we haven't even legalized did. weed in California yet, and you're high. There's <laughs> no way. Matanza has been like smacked over the head with everything. First thing he did was hurt. headbutt the fucking cast. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, for for like a squash beatdown, uh -huh. this is one of my favorites ever. Just like and it looks so brutal with the hard cast on there. Great gimmick. Mm. Just smashing the hell out of it. And then Castro later busting it over Matanza's head and all the powder mm. coming out. It was like genius gimmick. Nice and fast. Um, and I remember... When we were in the temple for this one, it was one of the early matches, and it got everyone just lit up on fire. I think it was the first match that it was the day. First match, it was yeah. actually the same day as this. Uh, like I think all of these things that happened in this episode actually mm -hmm. did take place on the same day, taping wise. I think that's so. weird. Yeah, and I was, I was, I'm actually in the crowd for all this, and we were sitting behind Gus and uh, Johnny. Yeah. Wait, was I with you guys? No, you weren't there for this one. This one you were doing VIP. And I think oh. Graver Consequences was actually, or Grave this Consequences is like was filmed the same I missed, day. Right? I missed. Here's what would happen. I would be somewhere else. I don't else. know about Graver Consequences, Justin, because I don't give spoilers to things that haven't happened yet. I would be somewhere oh. else, and then I would just get an update from Casey, like, not no results, but he would just say this, like, Every season they do certain matches, right? And he'd say, "Oh yeah, graver consequences happen." Well, and the you know, and speaking of which, I've seen some people reporting that this is the midway point of the season. No, mm -hmm. this is the quarter point of yes. the season, people. There are thirty-nine episodes this yeah, season, so you're gonna have uh, probably this is a linchpin. Uh, Aztec warfare is the the quarter season linchpin, but not the grave consequences because we're getting a grave consequences match. Not in the middle or as the next big linchpin. We're getting it before Aztec Warfare. This is crazy yeah. to me. Like the lead up to this Aztec Warfare is look at these the headlining matches. Last week you had Gift of the Gods. This week you have um, this Loser Leaves Lucha, which kind of a little bit came out of nowhere, but it's huge, mm -hmm. huge, huge headlining event that could, I mean, this could headline a, a WrestleMania or a, a Triple Mania or any of those kind of events. This is a huge match. Well, Ray and Chavo has to be the biggest casual fan match that Lucha could do. Yeah, it has to be. And I, I feel so bad for Lucha Underground that it happened to come up against Game 7 of the freaking World uh. Series. <laughs> like, I don't know what yeah. the numbers were, but like, oh, I remember when I was working on the Tap Out show, we our, our first two premiere episodes of the second season came up against Michael Phelps, both of them, when he was winning all those gold medals. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. just like, I, we got no one. I mean, no one watched. If, like, if you were any kind of sports fan that day, you were not watching Tap Out on Versus. You were watching Michael Phelps. <laughs> and like, I just hope that, you know, I watched both. I was, I, I'm a real Indians fan. I was watching the World Series at the exact same time that I was watching the Lucha Underground uh, episode, and I watched it twice. I watched both showings, both during the World Series still because of the rain delay. Um, anyway, so 
Cortez gets uh, squashed, and Dario cuts a promo on him at the end about being a rat, which is amazing. Well, he wasn't about being a rat. He was just yelling rat, rat. at him. No, what would have been even better is if he started making pig noises when he left the ring. Like well, uh, That would have just made it. Yeah, but, I mean, do you think that Dario's on to him or letting him know that he's on to him? Well, well he's like, have fun sleeping undercover. <laughs> well, it's like a couple weeks ago. Dario was playing it cool, and he just winked at him and said, you know, he'd give him the hug and be friendly before he sent him to get murdered by Pentagon. And now he's just outright calling him a rat in front of everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Look, that. Look, it's his own fault. If he hasn't watched Godfather Part 2 and he didn't know that that was the, I know it was you, Fredo. Like, if he didn't realize that, then he's the dummy, and he deserved this moment, right? Yeah, like, if you haven't seen the Godfather movies... Well, you don't watch two. You watch one and three, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. You got issues. You got issues. So, so look, here's my question. Do we even get any more blow off to this? Or is, is Officer uh, Reyes smart enough to never set foot in the temple again after this vicious arm mutilating brutal? Why, why was he here with his arm broken in the first place? He's training. Well, he has to stay in the temple to get his intel. Yeah, Captain Hotness has sent him in there to fight for, for the side of whatever her half of the immortal necklace when, is. When Vinny got his arm broken, he went home and tried to play PlayStation with one arm, man. It's like... <laughs> no, but no, but I, I'm very interested to see what happens on the Captain, Captain Hotness side when she talks to Officer Reyes, right? Mm -hmm. When she talks mm -hmm, to him, mm -hmm. um, what is she going to say? What's I mean? Where what's the next step in this? She lost her mole, and also, what happens with Joey Ryan? Well, here's the thing about it. It's like at this point, uh, Cortez has to know that Joey Ryan's ratted him out, right? I mean, he's got to yeah. know that the information came from somewhere. So he's got to think that his boy, who knows what's going on, might have flipped on him. So, Like everyone he knows. Are they going to come after Joey now? <laughs> Is Captain Hotness going to show up at the temple and try to lay some boots on him? Or what, what's going to go down? It's, it's, it's got some legs. It's got some I think it's grow. time for internal affairs investigator Kevin Cross to get on the case. <laughs> oh, he shows up in the God, is that going to be Cross's yeah. gimmick? I need to ask people dress questions. Like, dress like Erwin R. Scheister and shit. <laughs> uh, it would be great. I got to oh. tell you, I got to tell you, I am really baffled by the whole cross thing at this point. Yeah. After after we saw the case um, with the soul inside of the Marsalis Wallace scene or whatever, the what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, it's a dick. Oh, I'm really confused by what's going to happen with cross. I thought cross was going to maybe be limo guy or come yeah. in and be part of that. Um, or maybe he would get this soul. But I mean, Dario was cl pretty clearly pointing towards Cage or Tejano. So I yeah. think like... Our boy Kevin Cross has announced to the world that he has officially signed with Lucha Underground. I have an idea. He's officially part of the product, and no one on the face of God's green earth besides him and Skip and DJ. I don't even know if Evie Dove knows what Cross is doing there yet. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I thought we were going to see him like six months ago or wh whenever it was. I thought, the, I thought the TikTok was initially referring to him, yeah. but it's not. It's referring to the slowest building get in the soon ready freaking angle soon ever. soon if they don't bust in with pyro on the stage and scream break the walls down i'm gonna be like <laughs> thoroughly disappointed at this at this point but here's my uh 
current Kevin Cross uh, theory, I think this actually realistically could happen. Um, at the end of the Tejano and Cage match, the winner will get the box. They'll open the box, and then lasers and fog and stuff will come out, zap whoever wins and opens the box, and transform them into Kevin Cross. That would be the in most the hilariously awesome way to get written out of a wrestling show. No, you dude. just transform into a <laughs> yeah. different wrestler. That's, that's actually like exactly what happens in uh, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. It's a Shaw Brothers movie and a Hammer movie at the same oh. time. It's, yeah, I, I should have known I was ripping them totally off. Yeah, they got a shitty bootleg Dracula that looked like, you know, like you would see on like a makeup package. So they're like, because Christopher Lee told them to go fuck themselves. And uh, so they had... They had him just say, I'm going to become Chinese. So, like, they had shitty bootleg Dracula turn into a Chinese hopping vampire instead. Just because he felt like it. He wanted to blend in more. I don't know. We're still up in the air on what's going to happen with Cross. Um, I'd love to know. He won't tell me. He'll, t he'll talk to me about 10 million other things and say all sorts of inside backstage information. But that fool will not give up for one second. One second. Who... <clears throat> or what he's going to actually do in Lucha Underground other than the fact that he loves it there, he's mm -hmm. under contract, he's yeah. going to be doing stuff with them, he's still allowed to do his FSW indie stuff, he's still trying desperately to go to Japan. He just did some trip to India. Oh, he would, India recently. Wow. Cross would be amazing in Japan. Dude, show them your shirt. You're wearing a Cross shirt. Oh, we're talking about Cross. I'm wearing a Cross shirt. I got this from him in Vegas when he beat Matt Hardy. Um, broken Matt Hardy became even more broken. I got to shoot on that for a minute and not not on cross or his work i got to shoot on fsw because i think they dropped the ball that thing went up on their fsw show that's on fight uh f-i-t-e <laughs> the fight app um that show went up and it was no commentary heavily edited like totally the redacted abridged version oh. of the match and it was really sad. And like uh, Cross was doing a live chat on Facebook or whatever, and I pointed it out to him. And he was salty, mm. but he was I mean, he wasn't shooting on anybody. He kept his cool. He didn't talk bad about, you know, those are his homies. But I'm sure he made a phone call the next day. Kind of like, dude, what's what's up with, you know, like, yeah. I get some major talent to work with in here. And then you guys bone me on the freaking edit. What's was this on? your doing Polly Cover? I don't think so. I think Paulie's still laid up. He's back at the radio yeah. station. Uh -huh. But Paulie uh, would have put together a good product. I know. I have to. I have to see now. I have to start being friends with Paulie again, though, because we're both Clevelanders, and he was cheering for the Indians oh, very heavily gross. on 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 the tweeters. Well, he paid. A, he paid his penance. I just want to say that the premier Lucha Libre website, Lucha Blog, they they were going for the Cubs. Just saying. No, I would not. I heard he's a big fan. Of even the Cubs. understand that he is probably a big. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. We got it. Puma Dark. Uh, this Puma Dark promo has Vampiro finally gotten inside Puma's head. He actually seems like he's finally gone. Uh, he's he's actually calling out Mill for Mill's match. Like at first, I'm like, yeah, Vampiro, get in his head, get this dude fired up. And now I'm going, fuck, Vampiro, what did you do? You got this guy all twisted. Yeah. Don't be calling Mil Muertes out in his match. What exactly. His, his match that he never wins. But well, yeah, but, yeah uh, but he still never dies either. Anybody else who goes in the coffin is toast. Yeah, well, basically, yeah. he loses grave consequences, and then he comes back even more powerful. And his eyes and change colors. kills the other person. He killed Cuerno. It's a lose-lose lose situation. 
Mm-hmm. You Kendo, don't win. Yes, we can't call King Cuerno King Cuerno anymore. He's just Cuerno. He got powerbombed and dropped on his head and murdered. Shouldn't he be Ray Cuerno? No, no. Ray just Cuerno. saying. And, and also, <laughs> he, he wrestled at one of the Envivo events. So there you guys go. Stop asking. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, he's doing what Johnny... No, he's uh, fighting Johnny Mundo and Angelico for tomorrow. And yeah. And Cuerno and someone for best of three. Yeah, and you know what? He's not Puma Dark. He's Puma Dumb because he called out Mil Muertes. I want you to tweet him. Sorry, I want tweet? you to say I that mean, guy. Did Katrina that... have accepted any faster either? I mean, like, sure. Yeah. I have never seen Carly get to the ring so fast. She was at the top of the stairs like, we'll take it. <laughs> She's like running to the ring like, dude, you are fucking up right now. We will so take this match. You're a giant idiot. She we, should, you know, she should have just teleported, but you know, whatever. I, I wouldn't challenge. I mean, I would, if you know, but I wouldn't challenge Katrina to a grave consequences match, let alone Mil Mortis. Well, I mean, you remember the first one. She was real happy when Mill got in the coffin. She threw the rock in there like, sweet, mm-hmm. this is exactly what I wanted. Like, she is, she's cuckoo. She's a twisted, twisted lady. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I think maybe, like, the three of us could take on the Disciples of Death, especially, like, now. <laughs> the the they ashes, all, the vaporized ashes of the disciples. They all exist inside of Momortes. I don't want anything to do with them. So, oh, but like, what if he takes a shit, dude, and the disciples come out in his poop, and then we have the poop disciples come in and win the trios titles. Can we start over. This is fucking we, ratings. We really do ratings. To look, over. look. Okay, all guys, of the people are just... saying. That is the best idea I've ever heard. Zero Cool said, put a baby in me. I don't even know you, dude. I'm not going to do that. And then <laughs> and then uh, W. Lucha said, I'm afraid of you. I am a little bitch. And hi, Urban. <laughs> and hi, Urban. Love it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, Puma. Vampiro is a genius. I mean, it worked. Whatever Vampiro was trying to do has worked. I, I I now starting to think that this is a double cross, not to bring Puma to the dark side, but to just actually get him. Golgotha, right there, fucking, fucking uh, poop disciples. Dogma. Yes. Oh, okay. Whose comment is that? I can't read that. Oh, oh never mind. Happens. That's not a good idea. That's like a garbage <laughs> idea from garbage people. This is what happens when we actually get together in yeah. person. It's he can he can time. talk shit all he what wants happens? on his podcast because I'm never going to listen to it. Um. <gasps> Casey, do you actually listen to podcasts? Is there a podcast that you listen to? Dude, I listen to um, myself to make sure that my my impressions are on point. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I can tell you what Casey I listen to. Casey does listen to himself. Right. I was trying to listen He's to the heels on the way to okay. taping once, and he played a part of our podcast where he was doing Stone Cold yeah. over the heels. I listen oh, to. Yeah. Well, I've got the last real heels on here, but I just delete it every week. Uh, I have uh, the Jimquisition. They're a sponsor. Don't delete the sponsors. Purple Stuff Podcast. Uh, How Did This Get Made? Uh, Darkness Radio. Art of Wrestling. Tell them Steve, Dave. Mass Mats and Mayhem. Mm, Doesn't have delicious. me in the picture, so fuck it. What are you uh, talking about? Last week's episode was you. Oh, the main the permanent photo. picture on podcast. I can, I can fix the permanent picture. Guys. I, I got to fix we it. Want people to tune in. Tank Riot, PS, I love you. Nerdist, WTF, Kind of Funny Games Cast, The Kevin Gill Show, PMA. Wait, you got the Mark Marin one in there? Oh, of course. I didn't know you listened to that. Bombcast, and uh, Keeping It 100 with Conan. Stay juicy. Damn, dude. Conan, Conan show this week. I'm going to just say this, man. 
It was my dream show. Minus the fact that it didn't have the Hoobie thing this week. Oh, last week. But dude, he had my boy, Tony Ferguson, who I can't get on the show, but he got freaking Tony Ferguson, um, who knows a ton about wrestling. I've talked to Tony about wrestling. Tony is a a mark, old school mark, too. Nice. Um, He got Diego Sanchez, the nightmare. God damn it. Another guy who I also actually know, never asked him to get on the show though, but uh-huh. don't get me wrong. Conan does get a few more listeners than we do, so I yeah. can understand. We don't have the well, name he's value. Constantly, he's constantly selling his show, tweeting people, asking them to listen. We don't do that. We should do that. But dude, honestly, I commend that because mm-hmm. if you look at the other guys that are in the top 20 of sports podcasts, like he is, none of them are out trying to put themselves over. He's the only one that's like actually working for it and seems yeah. actually grateful to get it. Like more power to him. I like that. Um, and then he has Eric uh, Perez on there, who I'm going to talk about a little bit later, who is like the the MMA fighter that wears a luchador mask to the ring. Mm-hmm. That's just like my ultimate episode. And they got to talk about wrestling and MMA. I was just like, damn you, Conan. You stole my show. I don't know. My dream guest is Filthy Tom. Filthy and Tom Lawler? Yeah, but let's, he's, let's, he's a figure four guy. You know? Let's make that happen. Yeah. We can make that happen. Can we get, like, formerly known as Psychosis to be our Hoovy? Nicho doesn't sound as hilarious as Hoovy. Should we get super crazy? I'm just running out of Mexicals at this point. No. (laughs) No. Uh, Honestly, like, if we could get a Hoovy, we need a Hoovy. Because he did an episode a week ago that was Hoovy's love advice that I almost like legit died laughing like i thought i was gonna suffocate and just die did you learn anything i learned oh dude you gotta hear it i don't even want to have lots of advice for the lgbt community and he's yeah and he says um it's only okay to cry before sex not during or after and yeah and and he elaborates something like it's okay to this it's okay to oh (laughs) jesus oh Oh, shit (laughs) jesus See, see, everything I say about Billy's fucking true. That was show the, the blood. Show the blood. Show it. I'm not bleeding. Billy's favorite cameo of all time. What are you doing? You tried to pick her up by her, by her. You know, it's, a, the, it's all right, she guys. Starting because a can fell. Oh. Because she knocked You're it over. Just kill her. Don't get startled by a can. Sorry, that was Billy Fever. For people You're listening welcome. to the audio version of this, that was Billy Fever, Byron's cat, really yep. uh, tearing us all up. Here. You know, Byron, they can't, you know, uh, yeah. Whoa, show that again. Stigmata. Stigmata. So people out there who don't think we go the extra mile for this podcast, just know we actually bleed for this. We have now officially bled for this show. Man, Byron's pissed. I don't think I've ever seen Byron that pissed before. Byron's bleeding one episode out of every month, but. Uh, just saying. <laughs> oh, you're bad. Boom. You don't even you're know bad. How that <laughs> I'm putting you that on. That doesn't mute. happen for men. Oh, wow. Exactly. All right. We still have a couple matches. Son of Havoc versus Dr. Wagner. The main thing I want to say about this the main thing I want to say about this particular match is that for a 900 year old luchador, Dr. Wagner can still freaking go. And I'm also going to say that I honestly think this might have been Son of Havoc's best solo performance at Lucha Underground to date. And I'm I'm including stuff I've seen in the temple after this. Mm. I think this is probably his best match. You know, you know, I this match was cool and all, but all it's doing is making me excited for 
Believers Backlash too. I'm excited. And, for well, that's what it's supposed backlash. to do. Yeah, you know why, Justin? Because we were fucking there. We are. We are driving down to the temple next week for Believers Backlash. We will be there. Cause, yeah, because it was filmed a long time. They're ago. totally gonna let me bring in my Saints Row dick bat. They didn't let me bring in my Saints Row dick bat. I don't know. Is it a spoiler to say we're gonna be on uh, in the the crowd for Believers Backlash? I, will I mean, say- we're not really on there on there necessarily but i mean we're, we're definitely in the crowd i'm a little salty about believers backlash because i had to be out of town that weekend and then i just got an update not with results but just with they did believers backlash this weekend it was really awesome and i didn't believe casey because that would make me really sad if i missed it and then um and then I saw. I don't even remember the results. I just remember that there were no metal detectors that day, and yeah. you were allowed to show up with anything. And that one dude like had an ironing board or something. It was and awesome. Then, and then the thing is, I heard some stuff and I didn't believe it. And then I saw a picture that DJ took of Casey, and I got really no more information except that I felt really bad for a long time. Wait, did missed. DJ tweet that picture out? I don't think I don't know no. if he tweeted. Oh, he no, just said it to you? Uh, it wasn't DJ who took that picture. It wasn't? No. I'm sorry. I thought you said he did. No. no, no, no who no, took no. that picture? Uh, I'm not going to put anyone on blast for okay. taking oh. pictures in the time. I was going to say, because I, well, I, I didn't see any pictures that anyway, happened. Anyway, I will just say this. Ban everybody except for me. <laughs> of course you're going to say No, uh, it's just I just got confirmation that I, I missed something really, really cool. Okay. Yeah. It had it had no no wrestlers or anything in it. It's fine if you don't post it. Yeah, it's nobody a, knows what was in the a photo public picture at all. I will. It's just something that made me sad because I saw how happy Casey was, and that will always yeah. ruin my day. And I was covered in blood. It was, it was rough. I sometimes you got to get involved. I was you excited. Saw, you saw me get involved in Believers Backlash One, motherfuckers. I was excited. I thought it was Casey's blood. All well, let's him. get let's let's set up how this Poor this came about. Um, never be the same again. This was seriously uh, gimmick aside. This was. I don't know, man. I'm I'm so impressed with Dr. Wagner. Now, I'm going to say this about this match and why I think that this was important. This was the most over Son of Havoc has been in the temple ever. Mm-hmm. I was cheering for Son of Havoc, even uh, though I'm a huge Wagner fan. Yeah, I was cheering for Wagner. And, and, but, but... There was... There was... Dude, something about it. Something between the, the famous B cutting the promo at the beginning and... and Getting on Melissa's bad side, what then Son of Havoc coming out with Masquerita and Masquerita throwing out middle fingers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something about it, and and you know, and like I said, Wagner has gotten huge pops in the past and yes. been way over, but this time they just they booked it the right way to get that magic and something about the energy in the temple this whole day was just amazing. And like this match, I was loving cheering for Son of Havoc. He was totally over. Loudest chance that he's gotten yeah. in ever. And don't get me wrong, he's over. But like this was this was taking it to the next level. The, like the chants were Pentagon level loud. Yeah, maybe not quite as <laughs> throughout the whole match like the Pentagon ones are. I've, I've done some pretty loud son of havoc chants myself, but we'll talk about those ones later. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but let's. Uh, I just am looking forward to famous B seeing how much blood a midget body can hold. That's what I'm saying. 
And uh, I'm kind of mad Masquerita didn't actually cut a promo and just whispered uh, in in SOH's ear there. But oh, we did. But get what that. he whispered was that it was going to be a believer's backlash, and you know, bring bring your own weapons. This is mm-hmm. the information we know. Believer's backlash next week, and um, we were there. We were very excited to be there. It was super, super, super awesome. It's one of the moments that, as as the believers that go to the temple every year, it's kind of a match for us. I don't know if the people at home love it as much as we do, but oh. you know, Casey got to be in the very first one, and ever since then, and, and J-Man and Urban did. And, yeah. And, and who else? Marco and... Fucking Hot Tub Guy, the dick whipper, man. Hot Tub Guy. You gotta guy. remember that. He, he was did. actually in this episode, too. He, he was... was he? He, he had a little cameo in the background. I was there. Gus is there. Yeah, okay. Gus. Gus is the man. Yeah. Dude, yeah, this, this, uh, this was good, but I almost felt like the main event... Just overshadowed everything else. Oh, week. God, yes. But in a good way. Oh, God, yes. And uh, that match was great. Probably my favorite thing in the whole match well, happened during the Well, we can talk entrance. about it now. The only other oh. thing from the episode is the Paul London promo. Because he's still not there. I mean, this time it looks like he fell in a rabbit hole and came out with the gimp in a really good mm-hmm. game of checkers. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that he needs a watch that tells real time so he knows what soon means like the wonderful casio g-shock that i'm wearing right now dude Please you gotta know us. that dj's just laughing every time those promos come up and people are getting all hyped and it's just like i, I feel like maybe they're not even debuting this season <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how awesome would that be if they just they did this for 40 solid episodes and then they like <laughs> debuted in season four and got squashed i just want to see the vignette <laughs> where they're hanging out with nightclaw oh god yeah well i missed the whole vignette because el ray threw a commercial over yeah, okay. Let's talk about that. There was uh there was a gaffe at El Rey where their uh in window mm-hmm. thing that they do when they're leading out of their movie into Lucha Underground basically it does a paste over where the episode starts underneath while the credits are up top. And somehow they ran that program yeah, that's... before several commercial breaks to the point where at one point two parts of the same episode were playing and then yeah. another one where there was the commercial was getting squashed down can I, can I over just, the Paul London thing. Now I saw it all clean on the second viewing. The second see, viewing I had none of the, the second fucking mm. viewing. Second yeah. viewing is, was clean. Uh, I want to bitch about this and call this a WCW Thunder level mistake oh, of production oh, value. Oh, but ow, you know what? You could oh. still fucking watch Thunder. <laughs> it didn't obscure the screen. So this is sub WCW Thunder. Better or Fuck worse than, than TNA, like not even being on the air that one week a couple months ago, like dude, <laughs> like, like they couldn't yeah, even keep the broadcast was, on the air. This is about fun. equal. They to, just ran a commercial. Um, I think it was their network, though, wasn't it? TNA thing. You know what? It never yeah. fucking blocked uh, the view of what we were seeing, though. Like, because I wasn't gonna watch TNA anyway. I was trying to watch Lucha Underground. So, so the real question is, when something like this happens, who do you blame? You blame the executive producer of the show. You blame the uh, the guy running the booth. You blame somebody at network. You who do you blame? I'm not going to blame the executive producer of the show because, as you know, Eric Van Wagner is a friend of the Triple M Show podcast. He knows that it's delicious. But <laughs> somebody at the network, you're on notice. You're on notice. Somebody, I want to see someone from El Ray fired. Who do we know over there? Rob. We know Rob over there. Rob, go down the uh, go down the hall. And find the guy who who gaffed that one and and relieve him of his posts, please. And if it's you, Rob, 
Sorry. It's not Rob. He does no, online I know. stuff. Just, just <laughs> I know someone should get fired for this. If, um, if the person who did it is irreplaceable, fire someone who is replaceable. That's how this works. So basically, it was <laughs> it was Robert Rodriguez's fault. So we need to get yes. someone else. So like, find his personal assistant, take that person's best friend, fire that person from their job. Just any job. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm in agreement. Casey, when was the first time you saw Chavo Guerrero Jr. wrestle? Do uh, you remember? Definitely in WCW. Uh, oh, with Pepe? No, way before no, that. Oh, gosh, way before oh, the, Pepe. Oh, like when they time. were doing, you know, the Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler gimmick and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, I had seen Chavo Sr. wrestle before that. Um, Chavo Classic. Yeah, but let's not. Um, that's not what? no. Well, he wasn't classic then. He wasn't. He was just, he, he was just straight up then. Chavo. And uh, you know, like I saw him team with like Hector and Mondo and like <laughs> six man matches or something. And uh, Mondo was there too, but they didn't show that on TV. But I'm trying to think when the yeah. first time I saw Chavo was. It had to be like '96, '95, maybe even. Yeah, I mean, was it that early? Like, how old could could he have possibly been then? Well, he was pretty young when he, he was, was in his WCW. early twenties. Yeah, because I mean, and he'd already much been went... wrestling for like six or seven years. Like yeah, that kid, he was wrestling kinda. when he was a teenager, right? Uh, I don't like think Ray Ray? that's really the case with him. I think he kind of moved into it a little later. I, I'm, it's 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 bizarre because yeah, like obviously his matches at the time weren't super pivotal or anything. He wasn't like the most over guy. He was the the littler of the Guerreros, and he didn't come up through lucha like the other guys. He yeah, came up through but, American um, wrestling. I mean. It's got to have been almost 20 years I've been watching him. It's definitely been over 20 years that I've been watching Ray because I remember Ray's yeah. ECW run, and God, that was mid-early 90s. Like 94, 95? Yeah. I mean, like Ray was a teenager. I don't even think Ray could legally drink when he was doing that run. Well, yeah, he, he was, was in, a baby. He was in Mexico, though, right? Before the, Yeah, Ray's been wrestling since he was like 15. So he could drink yeah. whenever. But no, ECW wasn't in Mexico. Uh, it nah. was in a beer. It was okay. in a beer hall where there was beer there's some, everywhere. There's some funny oh, yeah. stories in that. Drink it. You have an ECW locker room. I don't think there's. <laughs> you guys ever hear the story about when they but... first went to ECW? They had like Conan and like Ray and Hoovy, and then Tommy Dreamer saw Hoovy. He's like, "Hey, who's that chick?" <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait. Oh. So Ray was 14 when he did the matches with Psychosis? No. No, but I no, I'm saying 16? when he was starting in Mexico, oh, no, but yeah. when he was in ECW, he was like, I think he was 19. Yeah. I have some of the matches where amazing. he was 15, 16 wrestling Psychosis, like outside. Uh, it was one that like Mass Republic sells, I think. I mean, I think, Ray yeah. is, I think Ray is basically like two years older than me. And basically my entire adult life since I was a teenager, I have been watching yeah. Rey Mysterio wrestle yeah. in his prime. Yes. <laughs> I've been watching him wrestle in his prime for 20 years, minus you know three years before he got to Lucha Underground where his knees were pretty the, janky. The unmasked part that we don't talk about. Well, oh, no, no. We talk about that. We talk about that because oh, some of those feuds were amazing. Ray without the mask and WCW. Dirty animals. Oh. Filthy animals. Filthy animals. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I, just, I remember that Ray was so good that out of everything on that happened on sports, like one night, like the local um, Fred Rogan broadcast for the play of the night, the sports highlight of the night out of everything was Rey Mysterio doing his Rana off the top and getting a pin. Remember fucking like, Heroes, how the girl learned how to like fight dudes because she saw him do the 619? <laughs> that was awesome. That was an awesome tie-in, like, This too. guy is so good. He was transcending 
the opening match transcending wrestling. Yeah. When he was like before, he could rent a car. And Chavo has just always been one of the smartest workers out there. I mean, the guy yeah. has always worked. His gimmicks have always gotten over to a certain extent. He was never the guy that, you know, caught a bunch of heat or, you know, yeah. was pushing for things that were past him or whatever. He was always happy with his spot. And and he just went out there and he put on great matches. And then when you when you watch this match, it was apparent from from maybe four or five minutes into it when we were sitting there that mm -hmm. we were seeing something special because yeah. the way that those two worked together, it was like I was pissed that they hadn't been having a real feud in Lucha Underground longer when we saw this match. I was actually really ticked that it was a Lucha, uh, loser leaves Lucha match, which I believe they did some kind of in-ring setup to, to fill us yeah. in that day that because we didn't get all the TV stuff. Right, yeah. Like when the match came around, we knew how important it was. And we like the feeling in the room was crazy. And Ray comes out and he's got the mask on on top of his other mask, which you don't see on TV, which stinks is that he comes down and he hands it to Johnny. Yeah, I saw sitting Johnny right with it. right next to yeah. he's standing right next to me. Johnny just looks back at me, holds up the mask and he's like, "Oh my did did that even happen? Like I don't think he knew that that was going to happen, Dude, but Ray yeah. went straight to him. Like that yeah. was Ray's plan was to hand it to him. Yeah. And the perfect guy for it cuz he holds it up through the whole match. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if it would have happened to some other people, I would have been like, fuck that guy. I wish it was me. But Johnny, you're like, yeah, it's yeah. good no, that he it's got like, it cuz everybody fucking loves Johnny. He's a great dude. I don't even know if he listens. I don't know. Uh underscore ace one underscore. Yes. Is that right? Something at, like that. At underscore ace one underscore. Dude, just look that up on Twitter <laughs> and you'll see the picture and you'll see the guy you see in the audience all the time and you'll know it's Johnny. <laughs> um, but yeah, he got the mask and that just lit our section up even more yeah. to the point where like they put the camera over on us the whole time because it just got intense. And I think they actually took the mask back from him and then I don't know if he got to keep it at the very end or not. He, oh, he got to, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think they took it back for him because it's a TV show, guys. They might have to do reshoots and stuff. Like, you don't really get to keep props sometimes, but it doesn't matter because it's immortalized on TV. He's holding that thing up. You know, we saw the bond with him and Ray and you guys missed a lot of that. They went to commercial during it, but Ray like gives him a hug and comes down and like hands him the mask and we were just, we all popped like crazy yeah. for it. Um, yeah, that was awesome, man. And the match itself, especially with all the shit we just, yelled at Ray when he was wrestling Pentagon, <laughs> but at least he put him over. So it's all good. I felt like it was crazy because this, this match, the quality of this match looked like, you know, the late nineties days when guys would work a feud together for so long leading up to a pay-per-view that when they got to the pay-per-view, they just knew each other so well that the spot, the spots were flawless. And even if they botched something a little bit, the covers were so good because they just knew each other. Ray and Chavo go back so far, and I don't know if they had been working out this match at all ahead of time. It didn't really seem like it, yeah. but it was so flawlessly smooth, and they kept playing to each other's strengths. They, they didn't have to do anything ridiculous. It was ama It's an amazing when you see two workers that have that kind of chemistry and ability and knowledge of what the other guy's doing. I mean, these are guys that can agent and book matches for other people all day long, but when the mm -hmm. two of them got in the ring together... It was just nothing short of amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, every time they would get wonky in the electric chair position, they'd come out of it with something brilliant. You know, they were doing dives. They were working the floor. They were working the mat wrestling techniques. They were working feats of strength stuff. The, the whole was, thing. It was just amazing. There was Lucha, and there was also major psychology in the match. 
Yeah. You know, it's it was it told it was a story. Great. Yeah, that was that was fun. Like uh and, and the right guy won. Well, yeah, well, dude. Well, first, but but dude, when that swerve happened, yeah. oh. I'm here to tell you, there was still a lot of speculation in the temple at the time that Ray could basically leave at any time. Every right, yeah. time we would show yeah. up, credible people that we know would be like, dude, I'm hearing rumors that Ray might yeah. be gone or maybe his knees are acting up, so maybe he's leaving or mm -hmm. maybe he's going to go back to AAA. And or this WWE was legit when WWE rumors were at all well, time high. At any point, WWE can buy a contract off of any yeah. company in the world. Now, I don't think we knew at the time what we know now, which is that it seems like El Ray well, and the, the LLC are really taking care of Ray well. He's got his t-shirts, well, he's making some watching. money. They're booking him. They're paying him extra for appearance fees and all that stuff or whatever, right? I think um, EVW said that he's Ray in another interview that Ray's going to be like their ring announcer when they're on tour, stuff like that, which is great. You know, gr great to have him as a representative. But you're I don't watching. know if it's true or not, but I heard that Ray is the highest paid talent, uh, on-screen talent for all of El Ray Network. Hmm. I think I heard that from you. But I mean, yeah, who else would who else would be higher anyway? The Dust Till Dawn guys maybe or like yeah. fucking – Fucking but, Michael Dudikoff in the American. I don't know. Movie. I mean, he's but Ray's doing like network work. Right. right? He is the face of almost the whole yeah. network. I heard but that. I, think, I heard that Killjoy is actually <laughs> higher paid. You know, the killer clown. The <laughs> but, but to the point I was getting to, I, were, were we gonna say something, Byron? Yeah, I was gonna say it kind of takes a little bit from the match. This loser leaves lucha match when you go to a commercial break and one of them is doing. One of them is pitching the network. <laughs> and the okay, other one well, isn't. yeah, and I didn't really even think about that, but I'm here to tell you, man, at the time, like, I'm almost the swerve, especially the, the, the swerve with Chavo Classic. Like, first of all, Chavo Classic stayed in the temple for all the matches leading up to this one. Yeah. He sat there the whole time. He did not just come out. We've seen other yeah. people come in that they're going to work into an angle or talk about on camera at some point. And maybe because all these matches were actually in the same episode, it just worked out because maybe sometimes they have people leave because they're filming different episodes or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he sat there the whole time. People were kind of popping for him a little bit. And then when he came in for that swerve, I didn't know what the hell was happening. Yeah. Nobody did. We were all in shock. I wish they hadn't had to have so many cameras covering the swerve because some of the crowd reactions were amazing. Uh, people I mean, were people fucking were pissed. Losing. <laughs> yeah, it was I was great. I was on the verge of tears. Like I really thought that on a screw job finish, Ray was seriously about to leave Lucha Underground. I was like, oh my God, what if they, what they were right? He's going to WWE. Yeah. The whole thing's over. Ray's leaving on a stupid Chavo classic swerve <laughs> where he came and, and and the swerve was perfect too because it was a complicated swerve. So you didn't understand it at first. He comes in with the chair you think it's going to go to a DQ finish, which might do something where they restart or whatever, but he doesn't hit Ray with it and he hits Chavo with it. And you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then they call the finish and say that <laughs> because the cheating was on Ray's side, that he's the one that's disqualified. And you're like, what the fuck? What is going on? We were losing it. But one of the best swerves I've personally witnessed that and at a nitro, Kevin Nash had some woman in a duffel bag that nobody saw coming, which was amazing. He came out to the ring and was uh, like throwing the duffel bag around. And then a person actually came out of the duffel bag and the whole crowd was like, what the hell? But uh, this know, was uh, up there for what I don't get, that I've guys, seen in person. All right. If I'm going to try to disqualify you so that I can win a match, you know, and I, I come in and I hit you with a chair, right? 
why don't I just punch you? Why do I gotta hit you with a fucking chair, man? I don't know. Maybe Travel's hands are, or Travel Classics' hands are a little, you know, because worn so, down from yeah. the years of punching people. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I liked it though. I, I, yeah. I mean, the, the dude in every second, every second after that reset, yeah, was fire. Yeah. Like when Dario came out, I mean, he was standing right next to us. People yeah, were ready to like, run down yeah, he and hug him or give him a reach around or whatever he wanted. <laughs> like that is the most over Dario's ever been right there. Uh, the crowd lost it. There were, there were people crying and I can't believe they don't have reaction shots. Uh, like mm -hmm. the, the, the girls that were sitting behind us were crying. No. Yes. Yeah. It was that crazy. It was that emotional and wow. that ridiculous. It was over the top. And yeah, like, it was just a great moment in wrestling, period. Good show, man. And did we get a vignette after the match? No, it cuts right after the match, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and for the people at home, the thing that you don't get is the respect that Chavo got after the fact. Yeah. Like they have, they kind of have to leave him as the heel for the show or whatever. And, and believe me, Everyone did pop more for Ray at first because that swerve had everyone so worried that Ray was actually leaving. I mean, people were elated that mm -hmm. Ray was not actually leaving Lucha Underground. So the reaction for Ray went on for a while before the crowd gave it up for Chavo. And, you know, yeah, and that was a they, cool he got a please don't too. go chant. And he yeah. got like, you know, there was big respect there. And I think Ray even cut a promo after that. Yeah. And said something. And then they yeah. stayed. They stayed out there after the match, and I think this was the, the day that Ray like shook everyone's hands, and Chavo was out there, and Ray. Yeah, I saw Ray do that at some of the shows that I was. Yeah, able he's to go done to. That. Yeah. Like when everyone's exiting, they go out to the ring and like just ringside. fucking mob Ray Mysterio for. Like yeah, an hour uh, but I mean, I think Ray just looks at it like it's five hundred people. Yeah, I got time for five hundred of my fans. Yeah. Right, you know, especially on days like this, and you know. And, moments were you know with the chavo thing and whatever and then i didn't see like i said i didn't see what happened with johnny and the mask after that but it was it was dude it's a shame j-man wasn't there this is like think pretty sure the first episode that j-man hasn't was been on tv this in. season ha. i've replaced you j-man yeah j-man you're gonna see me a lot more they need to change the drinking game now to to, to do you see harvey in the crowd because <laughs> j-man i think is gone for the rest of this season ha ha well, we were we'll all that we were all there for Ultima. Spoilers, He'll Jesus! What are you talking? Yeah. It's not spoilers to say people were in the crowd sitting next to Dolph's brother, we the know. one that didn't murder someone. Oh yeah, but they were in a terrible spot. I don't know if they got any camera time. Them? We're they never were gonna get Riley as a sponsor. The oh, right God. side hard camera. So you know, we're not gonna get his book to read. No, great. Um, um, I, anything I, else I, about this match? I mean, this was yeah, just just in general. I think Chavo is doing it right like vampiro has a reputation for being a veteran and pulling certain types of moves but in in lucha underground vampiro has been you know on the straight and narrow um chavo is also just really showing what you do as a veteran to a new show with new stars how you come in he contributes he produces behind the scenes because he is very smart. well yeah and that's what and the he, other thing that a lot of people thought too was that chavo wouldn't be the one leaving because he is a producer on the show. Yeah. Um, not an executive producer, Razor Carbone. He's just a producer on the show. Yeah. He, His title is, is technically producer, but he's an agent and he works backstage. Did you just call him Razor Carbone like he's a taco? No. Not Ooh, carbone. Are, oh, carbone. I always order tacos all Dude, cabron it's and they never show, eat but we've already eaten. You guys can't keep going um, on food, but yeah. we've already eaten. But it's great because he, he's been putting stuff over. He started with... 
the uh, Blue Demon Jr. match. He started with anchoring. Yo soy Mexico Chavo. One of like the very traditional <laughs> Lucha Libre element of the show. He right. was anchoring, and now that you know, now he put over Pentagon last season. Right, you know, he just comes in every so often. And but this over. is also a guy who who knows his place, a guy that's been over, been to the top, and but but at the same time knows his place. And I think this is Chavo also saying like, "Look, man, we've done a good job. We brought in all these other guys, and now we got you know Ar yeah. Fox and Sammy and all these other dudes in here. Like his need to be on the card to keep interest up. Like his name added something to the first season. It's mm -hmm. like okay, this is where." this other element that I used to like from WCW and WWE has gone mm -hmm. now. And having his name there kind of announced that. It doesn't need that anymore. It's got a life of its own. It is over. He doesn't have to shepherd the product anymore. You don't need Blue Demon. You don't need Chavo. True. I want Chavo because his matches, yeah. I think, have been great. And nobody wants Blue Demon. Well, it... Just saying. Mm -hmm. um, and I also I want to say um, thanks, J-Man. I love you too, you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you want to say? Well, okay. he knows. He knows. Unrelated, we have uh, a listener comment, a viewer comment, who says Casey looks old, sick, and malnourished, yeah. um, which I think is a compliment. Is that yeah. Vinny? Twitwiles Vinny Massaro? That's J Man. That's, oh, it's, it's, it's Twitwiles twit J Man. Uh, Twitwiles twit Jasper Meltzer. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, in three minutes when he actually sees that, that's going to be great, but we'll yeah. have moved on. Um, so Vampiro, or no, Stryker brought up a good point. Like, is there a Guerrero left in the business now? Uh, Eddie's daughter yeah, was she's in not, yeah. Oh, she's one of the ones starting the new glow? Is she no. one of those? No, <laughs> she did. She was in NXT. No, while. wait. That's every other wrestler. That's DDP's oh, okay. daughter. And Do we need to talk about that? And, no, and Brooke Eddie. Hogan. We can talk about Trying it. to start a new We can talk about it when the person daughters. working on it's a guest on our show. How about that? Female second generation wrestlers well, starting their own glow. The third one was the only one with like a real legit, I mean, Brooke Hogan maybe, but with a real yeah. legit female wrestling background. Uh, the Von Eric, Von Eric? Lacey Von Eric. Lacey Von Eric. She's fucking terrible, dude. She is awful. And she <laughs> left wrestling as soon as she got married and could start having kids, which is, you know, if you don't want to get dropped on your head for a living, that's smart. But like, she is not. Like, she's not supposed to be the most wrestling, legitimate person. Well, I mean, it, it, look, it brings us to something else, which is this this WWE push of the torch having been passed from Eddie Guerrero to Sasha Banks yeah. somehow. Mm. Which, oh. look, I like Sasha, but can we stop with this, like, she is somehow the next coming of Eddie Guerrero thing? Like I don't mind if she pays homage to the to Eddie with the three amigos. Wrestlers have always done that. Yeah. They've always paid homage to, you know, whoever there was their inspiration, or whatever. But let's not act like he fucking trained her for ten years or no. some shit, or that they they, no. they they work together, or like she's some distant cousin of, of you know Eddie's love child sister or whatever. Like yeah. really, that's the WWE thing where they have so many hours of content to fill and they start comparing Zack Ryder to the fucking macho man. And then they end up cause he did an elbow drop for a while. Yeah. Right. But they should compare him. And to don't Michaels. get me wrong. WWE has been good to Eddie's family and whatnot. Barry and, Horowitz. And, and I don't mind WWE laying a claim to Eddie's legacy. I just yeah. don't like them pushing Sasha Biden. And especially I got to tell you this hell in a cell match. I don't know. Oh, well, okay, so I think, that, <laughs> I I think 
basically like there's just so much that they get very repetitive when something hits and Sasha anything hit she wore the outfit and she paid tribute when she was in NXT and that's something that we can bond with her over we could connect with her but that's not supposed to be like she gets a match like hell in the cell and mick foley yells at her for tarnishing eddie's legacy like that shouldn't happen well when she can work a 45 minute match and then still hit the three amigos and a frog splash at the end of it flawlessly without botching any spots yeah then i'll let her take eddie's mantle no then she's got to bust out the black tiger bomb too yeah oh, yeah bro but the thing is and that yeah. and that, and i want that after like three chair shots working yeah. the outside getting you know arm twisted up for oh. 40 minutes like i want the real like you're going to stand in eddie's place give me the real thing yeah. mm -hmm. i don't think sasha should be the next generation of guerrero i think she should just say i i mean she likes to have that bad guy that people cheer for i think that's where it ends look i i have been a sasha mark but i'm telling you this hell in a cell match I had such high hopes for it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I maybe I put it up there too much, but guess what? WWE hyped it up that way. And I was thinking, okay, if WWE is hyping it up this way, maybe they finally know something that I don't know. Maybe they really have gotten it done this time. Maybe these women really are ready. You know, the way mm -hmm. that Sasha finished off the, the match where she gave up the belt to, to, or the way that Charlotte finished off the match that she gave up the belt to Sasha was great. Charlotte went in there. She was a ring general. She took control of that match. And keep in mind, she is the one with less in-ring time than Sasha. Mm -hmm. Sasha has double the in-ring time that Charlotte does. Double. And half the hands. So. Charlotte is better. Charlotte is, nope, Charlotte is better. I'm officially saying it right now. Uh, if you have been watching this feud, no, if you've been watching this feud right now on the big stage in Raw for what that company actually needs from its performers, Charlotte is actually better now. How the fuck did that happen? Because that didn't sucks. used to be the case. Sasha used to be the best women's wrestler in that whole promotion. She's not now. I would say Charlotte also has, I, mean, I don't know if I agree with that, but I, I also think Charlotte has her dad and she has Dana Brooke with her as far as like in her matches, like over the course of her presentation, Ric Flair isn't on the show anymore. He's doing his own right. podcast now um but Woo. speaking of rick flair he's he said on his podcast that they cut the two biggest spots out of the match yeah but he also said on his podcast that he fucked halle berry dude it's yeah but, but why did they cut the spots did they cut them ahead of time because they cut them ahead of time because they thought that sasha would get hurt and charlotte charlotte wanted to do charlotte wanted match. to do a moonsault off of the fucking cell dude it's like come yeah. on come on but, but whatever <laughs> but the power bomb on the desk at the beginning of the match was fine it was great. The set, the whole yeah, setup to the match with them awesome. not going in when the whole thing was coming down, that worked out great. The power bomb through the table was a great setup. But then you get to this first table spot inside, and the the setup looked wonky. And then it looked like it was supposed to be a pushback to just a simple splash through the table. But on the pushback, Charlotte lands on the table and breaks the table. I think Charlotte was supposed to bump through the table on that and she decided to lie down on it which made it look like visually i thought it was a lay down spot and then sasha was going to come and that's jump what on i thought it. too but I think if you guys are looking for the spot just uh fire up the latest episode of botcha mania i'm sure it's going to be on there well but it looks like that but i think that's how bad charlotte bumped through the table but i'm saying i i think sasha blew the spot because i think instead of laying charlotte out on the table like she was supposed to she pushed her down to the table and thought that she was going to lay out on it from there 
it doesn't work that way. It's like center of gravity, big hands, you're going through the table. Mm -hmm. You know, Charlotte put her big hands down yeah. behind her and broke right through the table. Casey well, will tell yeah, you. Yeah, the hands go sure through, fire. you go through. Well, yeah, I don't see how they could have done a lie down uh, thing from that position. Okay, woman well, has fucking that one aside, hey, at least, hands, at least you have a broken table. But then from there, you yeah. either reset the fucking spot, right? You either bring out another table. And it looked like they were going for it. Sasha goes down, looks under the ring. But then she puts a table in the ring, doesn't know how to set it up. She's like, she has one corner on the turnbuckle and one on the floor, but uh, with both legs down, where one leg is an uh, inch off the table, which is going to do one thing, folks, absorb impact and keep the table from breaking. And then, of course, since she said it, that means she's going to take it. Charlotte comes back in and starts throwing Sasha around, and she's just hard bumping off a table, mm -hmm. and then we just get a standard finish. You can't tell me that half of, that any of that was planned. That had to all be botch. From the yeah. moment that first table broke on is botch after botch. I imagine, I imagine the non-wound salt spot that got taken out was probably their big finish. So this was their backup and their backup. But if you're going to put, look, dude, everyone knows if you put that second table in, yeah. you don't go to the finish until you break that table. You yeah. do something to break that table. Even if you pick them up and just do a regular old school soft body slam right in the middle on the soft spot the table. or you pull the table back out, like you yeah. don't have an arena with 27,000 people sitting there and a table still standing in your cage match at the end of a pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, That's I mean, craziness. Definitely Al Snow would have never stood for that. Al Dude, I remember days when Vince McMahon himself would have run out to ringside and told somebody to go through that table before they cut that feed. And blew well, both his quads out. <laughs> no, but like I remember Al Snow when they would be doing matches and if a table would not break, even if they finished the match, he would just start throwing moonsaults by himself at the table. He wouldn't leave the ring until it broke. Well, I, I, it was just an epic fail. The, yeah. the, the KO Rollins cage match. That was good. Their table spot with the table up against the fence on the outside going to the second rope on the inside. Casey, mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but nah. that, that spot alone is worth watching. The whole thing for mm -hmm. is the highlight of the entire paper. I actually um, canceled the network and switched Ooh. to Shutter. Yeah. Hey. All right. I, 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 I've yeah. canceled network uh, on multiple occasions. Yeah, me so too. I can't talk. And they, yeah. they ask you why now. <laughs> and I put because the booking sucks. Like. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sit? Want to sit me down with a creative? We can talk. I might. I might have actually just said booking sucks, Dick. Like I think that might have been what I wrote. I, it was an angry time. And then uh, I gotta say, TJP and Kendrick. I'm, I was happy they put the belt oh. on Kendrick, but oh, at the same time, the match was. Oh, but the best thing about it was on the Raw talk afterwards that I wasn't really watching until this moment. Kendrick comes on there and Booker T lights him up on how to be a heel. <laughs> it was the best. And I mean, it was shoot. It was shoot. Wait, Booker well, T is just like, saying? no, because he's asking them questions. They're feeding them these softballs. And you know, Raw Talk is kind of there in the smack, talking smack or whatever. They're there to let these guys kind of feel it out and, and see if they can go in their character in kayfabe and talk some smack on their own. Yeah. So he's got Kendrick up there and, and Booker T is like, no, man, you're supposed to own it. Like you did some dirty heel stuff that we all saw coming. 
but you're like not owning it. You're trying to soft sell it and whatever. It's like, no, you're supposed to grab the microphone and be like, dang right, I found any means necessary to win the match. I'm the champion now. You're the big dummy. Why'd you <laughs> fall for it? Like Booker T is teaching him step by step <laughs> how to be a heel <laughs> on, on <camera>. live television. <laughs> Like it was school. It was like, man, you guys need to go down to Florida with that. Take that to the training center. What is going on? Oh, that might, that that might and Kendrick is not a rookie, but he was making yeah. rookie mistakes in his promo on 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 there. I mean, well, I think uh, I mean everyone knows uh, talking smack. Yeah, everyone know, and they they're doing stuff that goes viral on that show. And I don't think anyone realizes after three hours of Raw, there's a whole another hour or whatever they're doing on the pay per view. Well, they just but, started it. But uh, I, Booger T did that to Bailey recently. It he, was it was she, the same show too. He was yeah. kind of telling her how to cut promos he's because like, she could do better. Yeah, but I think I almost think that that was a little bit of a work. They want Bailey to do this soft sell. She's not confident. Yeah. She doesn't feel like she's ready yet, which I think is a good angle. We've got enough women running around going, especially, "I should be the champ. I should be the champ." Well, especially when you're jobbing her to Nia Jax in two minutes, it's uh, it's a good gimmick. To oh have. God, Nia no, Jax looked lost out there. Mm -hmm. Just, well, Nia Jax, and it was two minutes long. How do you get lost in a two-minute fucking match, sexy star? I mean, Nia Jax. When you, Shit. but, but when you get to squash, yeah, you can't be a monster and be lost. The thing with the thing with Nia Jax and like even Dana Brooke and a couple of people that they brought up from NXT female wrestlers is that they they might be competent and adequate at one aspect of the job, but not at all of it. Dana Brooke has a good character; she could put character work in, but she can't do a reliable live finish to yeah. a match. And Nia Jax has she went through um, uh, fighting Asuka, She was able to really get that presentation of a monster. <laughs> which is great, but she is still so new. She shouldn't be doing live competitive matches they're, either. They're all very, very new, and, and I, think, I, I think it was a mistake really to break up this women's division. I think they all need to be in one place. I think you need more options. They need yeah. more time to work together. Well, they I, need yeah. more matches, and people keep saying, oh, well, they shouldn't be on TV and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's really unfortunate because I wanted Sasha and Charlotte to be ready for the main event. I really wanted to see women's wrestling take that next step where if they had pulled off the Hell in the Cell the right way, uh, a female headliner could have happened at any point in time. And I really think that that match set women's wrestling back two or three years. I don't know. I th well, I, think I don't I'm, I'm just talking about in getting yeah. main event status where just like in the UFC now. Yeah. You can have Joanna Jacek headline a main event. You can have Ronda Rousey or even Amanda Nunes with the belt. They they draw bigger numbers than Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, they can headline. They draw bigger numbers than Dominic Cruz. The women do. Mm -hmm. They are legitimate headliners in UFC now. If the belt's involved, right. and that could have been WWE if this Charlotte and Sasha spot had worked, if this match had worked. You get one now chance. They can't do it. No, I think that's more Done. symptomatic of just in general. It's not the the movement in WWE isn't there yet. They don't have the seasoned talent because everything is still fresh. We can remember like last year or very recently yeah. when this wasn't happening. No, so it was on the it was on them to go into business a little bit for themselves here and make the end of that match into something. They could have still pulled it out, but should've. the ref the ref called the slow finish. The the ref was yeah. terrible too. He was out of position he three times up. on big spots. Yeah. Whoever that like, ref was. Get him the f out of there. You he know, was terrible. They, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> He's the new Justin Borden. They oh, didn't oh. really come through like we were hoping they would, and that's because they're not 
ready to. And the word movement is also the word for taking a shit, so they shouldn't have used that in the beginning. Well, it's <laughs> Stephanie McMahon created the Divas movement or whatever. Uh, well, and she might like, still push it through but, the roof, but if they if they ever finish a match like this again, they are continuing yeah. to prove that they are not ready. But so what you're saying is they're going company. to push the movement. I don't think they're going to get to the point where they are equals and where they are at that level if they don't take these steps. I want to um, tell J-Man, yeah, he is gross. Um, gross as fuck. Look, we were talking about TJP and Kendrick. How the hell did TJP spike himself on Raw? <laughs> what? what, what? TJP fucking sucks, bro. He does suck. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, last one. Uh, so, yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> um... I don't like TJP as I know he's like the backup of the backup of the backup of the backup at this point. And that's the only reason he signed and the champion or former champion. I've seen TJP live walked into a ring with the whole crowd excited to see him, surprised to see him cheering for him because oh, they, they like him. <laughs> they weren't cheering him. for him. <laughs> but, but, but by the end of the match, everyone hated him because he just sucked. It wasn't any work. It was like it was just well, and he water. definitely needs to learn how to cut a promo. All I gotta say is when your when your um, opponent grabs the mic and addresses the crowd, talking about how he just beat a huge piece of shit on a non televised match, kind of says something about your future in the company. Which he's not in that company. He signed with the lesser promotion instead. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not into TJP. I'm well, not, the other not. the other spot bobble, I'll call it a bobble, was the Goldberg thing, which I didn't mind. I didn't even really notice it. Some people were really upset about. I didn't see that. Goldberg bobbles this knee move or whatever before he does his uh, jackhammer. I thought he was trying to oh, fuck yeah, his he, face. He, like slipped and fell down. Yeah, but yeah. but but I I agree with Goldberg's comments later that he made on ESPN that he was just like, honestly, it made it look more real. And no amount of internet criticism is going to affect me because I'm a bigger critic of myself. And I really believe that about Goldberg. He yeah. says that he's out there like he doesn't believe that his junk is good ever. you know. And every time he goes out there, he feels like he has to please the crowd and earn the pop all over again. And I'm honestly, I think we've seen that the last few times he's come to the ring. Like he is working the crowd. He is trying to work for it. Yeah, He's obviously got some ring rust. He was pretty honest about that on ESPN too. It's like, bro. I've been in the ring like twice in the last 12 years. I'm not one of these guys out working indies every weekend. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and I don't know how much work he's getting in before the pay-per-view, but I kind of hope they run him in some dark matches mm. in some of these arenas or he's, next time he he's going to get injured. Runs a real dark match. He's cursed and he's going to get injured. I'm surprised. I, I thought that moment was him blowing his knee out because he's a pre-order wrestler for the uh, 2K yeah. games. Ask ultimate warrior and sting. How curse. that went. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I'm, I really, really appreciate Goldberg's run and how he's coming through right now. I think even though at the heart he still is Goldberg and he has certain mentality that he's always had and has been sort of a knock on him, I think that he has a lot more humbleness around him. I think, I mean, there's a part of him with his generosity and charity for children and, and all of that, that, you know, that's been consistent after he was out of the limelight. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, he's he's always been good to kids and helping them out. He's he does seem like a dick to other people. Like, did you guys hear him on Art of Wrestling? No, I he mean, came but, off like the biggest asshole. Man. I know, I know people who have worked with him, and I think he's just one of those guys where he could be like the really cool guy, 
or if he's upset about something and you're involved with a thing that didn't go right, he could be a dick. I about mean, it. my hmm. thing about him though is I, I just I do that sometimes. I've always I can't looked complain. at him as an outsider, yeah. even with the amount of time he's actually spent inside the business at this point. I think he still is an outsider, but he's an outsider with a certain appreciation for what the business has given him. Oh, yeah. um, Jasper Meltzer, a.k.a. J-Man from The Last Real Heels. That's his shoot name, Jasper Meltzer. Uh, Goldberg is training MMA to get ready. Thank you, Twitwiles Jasper Francis Meltzer. <laughs> no, he was training MMA because he was thinking about doing an MMA fight. Because he, he's like well, a fatigue and this is much it. better money because you can go in and botch for a second and not get laid out and put in the hospital. I don't know. I would rather <laughs> depending. Take a, I would take if you land MMA on your face fight, or not. I would rather go MMA. I'd rather do CM Punk than fight or than wrestle Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar <laughs> goes. It'd be a good idea if I picked you up inside the ring and German suplexed you to the floor. Yeah. I would have to go like that's a good idea. You should do it twice because I don't want him to hurt me. Yeah. But then he'd still end up. What are you going to do? Sandbag him and end up like fucking Bob Holly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was doing an MMA fight. I just, I just fucking lie down when the bell rings and start tapping out. Ah, uh, dude, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't try to punch CM Punk at least. Look, once. No, look. no, I don't mean fight. No, CM no, Punk. but you have to understand that, that, that in the, in the shoot fight, the real MMA world, uh, the most embarrassing thing is if you have a tap by strikes on your record. You never want to tap from strikes. Mm -hmm. Like if you mm -hmm. go through uh, Share Dog, the fighters that are the most ridiculed in the message boards are any fighter that has a tap by strikes on their record anywhere. It basically means yeah. somebody was hitting you and you went total bitch mode. Just like no, which which is all of the it. very early UFCs you'd see about three. Of oh, those. they yeah. they have though they used to happen like. Because the refs wouldn't stop. Dudes would be like, like dying. You know, some wrestler yeah. who didn't have any hands training would get in there against a guy who just really knew how to pummel people. And some of these guys were straight bra brawlers and like, yeah. you know, pit fighters from biker rallies back then. And was like, it Keith Hagney that kicked the dude so hard his tooth, tooth got thaw, stuck in yeah. his foot and he, he got his foot infection and almost died? Yeah. Like, I saw one fuck, fight man. where a guy got kicked in the head and his tooth came out and it was on like Dateline or one of those types oh, of yeah, shows. And they went up to like yeah. whoever, they went up to the guy who was fighting one of the officials. It's like, uh, you're a sports barbaric. A guy in this footage got his tooth kicked out, and the guy goes, "That was his mouthpiece." <laughs> no, there's been it's some vicious ones where, like, piece. you know, guys' yeah. legs have gotten kicked all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, yeah. just straight Silva. through, like something out of a, a you know animation. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. well, the Silva one was so fucked up they weren't so gonna ever. They vowed to never show it again, but. I've seen worse than the silver. No, there's been worse than the I mean, silver. I've but seen, they don't show those yeah. either, though. Oh, God, yeah. I, there's some bad ones. If you just look up MMA leg breaks, I, no, kick, okay. kickboxing has some pretty good ones, too. Oh, kickboxing has some gruesome ones. Well, speaking of MMA, um, the UFC is finally back. It's, it feels like it's been forever. But yeah, it's like one week or two weeks, and it feels like forever because yeah. they do a show every oh, no, week. It's been, it's been three, I think, now because that uh, BJ Penn card got canceled in Manila. So this was a longer than anticipated break in, in UFC. There's been other MMA stuff, and there's been a lot of news. But um, I'm just going to give you my quick preview. This, this card this weekend is actually really, really good. Um, it's the Ultimate Fighter Latino um, finale. I don't know a lot of the fighters that are on that because I haven't been watching it. It's available on Fight Pass if you guys want. I just haven't had the time. I was going to try to catch up with it before this week, but I just don't know those fighters. So... I'll give you some of my picks for the fighters I do know and the fights that are going down, though I never make my picks final until after the weigh-in, so take it for what it is. I haven't seen the weigh-in. The weigh-in is in two hours, I think, 
or it's probably actually already happened the legit weigh-ins, but I don't know the results of them yet. So these picks are pre-weigh-in, me not knowing that. Um, mm-hmm. But dude, it's an awesome card, and I was really surprised by like it, it snuck up on me. Like, wow, this is this is one of my favorite non-pay-per-view cards, and it's leading into the huge 205 in New York card, and that's coming up next week. So we'll have a lot to talk about MMA next week, I think. Because we'll have some press conferences and some stuff that have probably happened, yeah. and then it's going to be it's going to be fire. I'm I think Kurt Angle's going to block Byron on Twitter. I'm very right excited now, to talk about MMA next week. I yeah. think so. You're going to be in New York next week, or are you going to be down in uh, FL? Uh, so I'm flying to Tennessee um, on Thursday, and then I'm going to be with my family for the weekend. It's my brother's birthday, and then I'm starting on Monday. In Florida, I'm gonna actually work now. Oh, oh, awesome! You. So, are yeah. you gonna are you gonna go circle jerk with the heels? I'm probably gonna try and find J Man's new house and see how long I can stay there without him knowing. If you do, um, take a wire from where your parents' house are and run it all the way to J Man's house so he can have some damn internet. <laughs> yeah, like a 38. J Man, we miss your face, but there's no skyping or hangouts with J Man. Um, because my man got some super slow speeds going on right now. Yeah, he basically lives on the Wyatt family compound. <laughs> and they don't get Wi-Fi. And you He's know what? J-Man Wyatt. Fucking. Jay Wyatt. Fucking. The, the, the sorcerers had Wi-Fi. What the fuck, J-Man? Um, all right. So let me talk about some of this card. Uh, I'm going to go from the, the littler ones that I like up to the bigger ones. Uh, Fight Pass Headliner, Smiling Sam Alvey versus Alex Nicholson. Um, Nicholson has some knockouts on on his resume. Don't get me wrong, but I think Smiling Sam, you gotta love that dude. He just there's very few guys. I don't know if there's some kind of facial affectation or something wrong with him, or if he's genuinely always that happy to be pounding the hell out of another <laughs> human being. It's kind of scary, but I kind of dig it. I'm taking Smiling Sam Alvey in that one. Um, I don't think I think it's going to be a decision win. He's just got the. I just love experience. it because you, you think Smile and Sam. That's a dumb fucking name, and then you're but, like, no, now that's why. Okay, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. you are really that guy. He's basically fucking Grimjack. <laughs> there's there's an obscure comic reference for you people. I get it. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> Alexa Grasso versus Heather Joe Clark. Um, I'm gonna pick the the Mexican Grasso here. This this card, if you don't know, Racist. is actually in. But it's in Mexico City. It's at Elevation. I think she's been down there Shit. longer, getting accustomed to it. That's another reason why I said I can't make my picks final until Mexico I see the City way is in. basically Colorado, right? Like it's, it's higher. Oh fuck! And and there's smog there too, which a lot of people don't take into account. So Ugh. really, and it affects a lot of the athletes Dude. poorly. Like the guys that come out of Albuquerque. Albuquerque is kind of at elevation, but it's nice, clean air. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, same with uh, same with Denver. Big Bear is the same way. Like, dude, Tony it's not just Bear. fatigue that the altitude you, you shit your soul out, and then you're in Mexico too, and you're getting like yeah, you're getting the water, the water and the well. Also, uh, van, part of Vampiro's training was his own men would come and try and kill him in the middle <laughs> of the night, but then they'd say they'd recognize him and go, "Hey, we all respect I almost you." Spit, I almost spit take <laughs> in the mic just now. Thank you, <laughs> Byron. A zing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Alexa Grasso in that one, but that that, that could be an interesting fight. Uh, Heather Joe's kind of up and down, so um, I think I think her chin's a little soft too. I think Alexa's going to going to take it to her, and Ooh, I think I think Grasso gets a big knockout. I'm going to call a knockout here for Alexa Grasso in front of the big Mexican home crowd for her. Uh, I think also the crowd's going to get to Heather Joe Clark. I think it's going to get in her head. 
that Dude. many people in the middle of Mexico. City that's why. That's why you gotta just start yelling shit. You gotta go full Rudo, like fucking suck it, and then me gusta hamburguesas. <laughs> That's what that's what, Jeff, what does that mean? I like hamburgers. Not Jeff, that you would make something else up. No, Jeff, fucking Jeff Jarrett. When he went there to be a heel, his heel promo was no me gusta tacos y burritos, me gusta hamburguesas. And I probably did it in a better accent than his. And I was oh, trying to sound He bad. really asked for more gay sauce? Yes. All right. Makes yes. Sense. Jeff, Jeff Latin Jarrett. Lover was on the card. So he's Wait, like, Jeff, get me some more gay sauce. Jeff Jarrett said that? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Jarrett. He's awesome. That's yeah. so, that's incredible. Yeah, his whole promo was I like that's I like awesome. burgers. I don't like tacos and burritos. I love how quiet Jeff Jarrett has been through this whole current TNA. Because he's probably by the way. busy jerking off furiously to how funny it is. Yeah, but, or he's still taking meetings to get uh, global. Well, the, no, what he's doing is he's the one that's actually giving half the TNA roster real paychecks when they come and do Global Force for a weekend. And, and for our hyper-visual listeners, I'm sorry for putting that image of Double J with his light-up cowboy hat jerking off furiously. Why are we watching Kevin Cross training videos? J-A-R-R-E-T-T. You notice he's wearing the fucking Crow Cop shorts? Yeah. Yeah, you're on notice, Del Rio. <laughs> Del Cabron. <laughs> Look at him overhead, belly to belly, like he doesn't even care. So, what, uh, anyway. let me talk about some other fights. Um, Benil Dariush versus Rashid Magomedov. Oh, this oh, one is going to be fucked up. This oh. is. A, I mean, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with Magomedov here. He's another one of these mm -hmm. Dagestani beasts. But Benil is is got a string of wins and he's tough. I mean. Like, uh -huh. this is one of those matches where if Magomedov slips up and he doesn't pressure the whole time, Benil could easily win. Magomedov but, looks like the dude that runs the 50s cafe that I go to, that it's all, like, big, scary. Like, dude, these Dagestanis yeah. are mean. They're just some mean song bitches. Um, Nicest guys in the world make great pancakes. And this, this uh, Dariush is uh, number nine. I think Magomedov is in the teens somewhere ranking-wise, hmm. so... He would jump considerably in the 155-pound division if he got it. Um, Byron has actually just left where, where the, the hole. The, Byron is gone. He couldn't handle all that talk about Jeff Jarrett masturbation. He had to go. He had to go <laughs> uh, relieve himself. Uh, he said it was starting to like affect his mind. I believe that. I uh, believe that. But um, yeah, that's a good. That's a. And that was one of the fights. Like I didn't even know it was on this card. And I was like, oh crap. That's and that's a, not that's even a fight. That's not even like the semi-main or anything. No. Right? Like, um, and then let's see, you got uh, Eric Goyito Perez, who mm -hmm. you guys know probably he wears a luchador mask to the ring, which um, is going to get a huge pop Fuck in yeah. Mexico City against As it um, a Brazilian, Felipe Arantes. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very even matchup. Uh, I think Perez's footwork especially is going to get him a close decision here. I don't think this is going to be a runaway fight, but he's going to have the crowd on his side. He's got the footwork. He's, he's, he's a good fighter. I didn't hear him. So wash his hands. Um, then we got, uh -huh. Oh, get your dick hands away from me. Oh, um, then we got Ricardo Lamez, who's ranked number four versus mm -hmm. Charles Dubronx Oliveira who is uh, number eight. This is a crazy fight. Ricardo Lamas versus uh, Oliveira? I, I, honestly. Did you know he's Lorenzo's brother? <laughs> I wish. I'm actually going to pick Oliveira here, even though Lamas is going to have the crowd on his side. I think 
I think Dubronx is going to slip through with like a sneaky submission or something. Those are the best kind of submissions. The sneaky ones. Why do you like, why do you like sneaky submissions, Casey? Bend over and I'll show you. Wait, what? oh, we're recording? I'm sorry. <laughs> we're live. Oh, yeah. Shit. Um, okay, here you go. Casper Diego Mattresses. Nightmare Sanchez against Does It Even Matter? No. <laughs> He's facing a, a Polish journeyman guy named Marcin Held. <laughs> so is this Diego's last fight? Um, I... I, I want to say that it's not going to be because I think he's going to win this one in such spectacular fashion that he's going to think that he should stick around longer. Mm -hmm. But, dude, Diego has turned a corner. I remember a few years back when he was on the, uh, the, the yearly MMA awards and he was like drunk or just crazed idiot still. I think he's just weird. And But he's not now. <laughs> Listen to him. He's been doing interviews. Listen to him on, uh, yeah, I think he he's was, on Chael. I think he's been, yeah. he was on Conan. Yeah, he sounded fine on Conan. Like the guy sounds like he's talking differently. He doesn't sound punchy. He sounds like a different person. I mean, this is a dude that I met 10 years ago when he was just a spitfire and all he wanted to do was kick people in the dick. Byron would have loved oh. him. Like, I mean, no, I mean, he was on serious dickhead status at the time. Like, in not a good way. You can't do that in MMA. No, you can't. And I mean, he was like... Yeah, Chuck Congo made a career out of it. Come on. At the time when I met him, he was leaving Jackson's gym, which everyone thought was a crazy decision. Nowadays, it's not as weird to want to get a more personalized training camp just to yourself. Like, and he never... He never kind of went against Jackson's gym. He just kind of left and did his own thing for a while. But then he came back. And then he was also trying to change his name to Diego the Dream Sanchez and whatever. And You're not Dusty. You Rose. know, this is a guy that that my boy Mask from, from Rest in Peace, Mask from Tap Out, found Diego. I mean, other people knew of him, but he was the one that pushed Dana to put Diego on the very first season of The Ultimate Fighter. Mm -hmm. He was like, this dude is your guy that's going to win it all. And Dana, being a Boston guy, was like, no, no. I got this guy, Kenny Florian. He'll <laughs> jits all these guys. Diego put the fucking beat down yeah. on Florian in that first Ultimate Fighter tournament. Yeah. People forget that. Diego fucking beat Florian. Florian was way better at jiu-jitsu and probably had 15 to 20 pounds on him. Maybe not in the way they were doing that tournament, but... I mean, because I think that, that was tournament was fight. at 170. Yeah, I mean, completely overshadowed by the Griffin fight, but, you know. Yeah, but people forget that Diego Sanchez is the first Ultimate Fighter winner. Literally, he won 24 minutes before Forrest. Yeah. So he's the first one um, oh, that fight at that 170 great. weight class. Anyway, he's fighting this Marcin guy. I think he's going to overwhelm him. Um and the Mexican crowd's going to pop huge for Diego. I was Sanchez. trying to He's feed got that you Mexican the line when I said, spirit. "Is this Diego's last fight?" Yes, yes, yes. But you don't think it's his last fight, so that completely ruined my C, joke. Sorry. C, 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 C. Hey, how about? Um, I don't want to fight. Nah, none of us do. Um, and then here's your here's your headliner. Wait for it. Wait for it. We've mentioned him on the show many, many times. One of my favorite fighters of all time. Tony El Kakui Ferguson, um, facing former lightweight champion, the man who missed the payday, the man who did not get to fight Conor McGregor for a life-changingly ridiculous amount of money, and he's probably more upset than that than losing or anything else in his life. Rafael dos Anjos. He's gonna be coming in here looking to kill someone. Uh, and a lot of people think that that like. 
Rafael's going to win because he's got this chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to lose because he has it. I I think so too. I think Kakui, El Kakui has, uh, which is the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best name in MMA. It's the best nickname, El Kakui, and he's had it forever. Even though his last name might be Ferguson, oh, and, uh, he is in fact a for Latino. for Mifloaf. Um, the boogeyman is what you people call the bogeyman. 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 Bogies, like bogies in your nose. Yeah, because he actually talked to me on Twitter to say how realistic my my accents Boy. for everyone across the UK. That's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said that it's like listening to a recording of himself, except that. Uh, it's much more eloquent and right. Well, I, he, he probably is right. We we'll got to get you to do an impression, but do an impression. I, I gotta oh, say, no. I gotta say though, first, I, I think that Tony's gonna squeak by here. I think that he's gonna get a huge submission win here over the former champ. He's gonna grab his big, big old neck, and I think that uh, Dos Anjos. I think the Connor thing got to him. I think Connor got inside Dos Anjos's head and he's never going to be right again. I think, and, and Tony's going to benefit from it. I think mm-hmm. that this is another guy that Connor beat before he even got in the ring with him. Somehow, some way, I don't think that he's more skilled or less skilled. I think that the mental part of the game is a big factor. And I just don't know if Rafael Dos Anjos has it anymore. How dope would it be if he came in dressed as the boogeyman? The bogeyman. Yeah, the bogeyman. All right, Casey. So what what uh, are we getting Jamie Dundee this week? Are we getting Paige? Are we getting Seamus? Are we Uh, getting McGregor? Did we get any good news? Did we get any good news from anyone? The the best news of the week is that uh, Eric Jackman, a.k.a. New York Rick, got to host the MMA Hour in Ariel Hawani's stead this week. And, uh, you know, congrats to him and because he's got ties to Cleveland. So I got to give him props. Oh, in Cleveland. It was awesome, nice. though, to see somebody else sitting in Ariel's chair. I mean, you know, he's probably less qualified to do a podcast than we are. And he got the big, <laughs> big chair this week, man. I was you, proud of my boy. Even Byron? That was dope. Really? Shit. You know what? <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners in the chat room right now. There's a few. Uh, yeah, but they haven't said anything in a long time. Yeah, and they're fading off because yeah. they know we're, we're going now. We're yeah. talking MMA. So as soon as we started talking MMA and stopped talking about Jeff Jarrett jerking off, they all start, stopped talking. <laughs> Interesting how that works, gentlemen. I use the term lightly. Uh, I want to say hello to Zero Cool 666 I don't know who the fuck you are, but you seem like an okay dude. I hope that you're American. Also, <laughs> J-Man. Go vote. Also, J-Man, how's it going? You were really mean to me and hurt my feelings. Uh, and W. Lucha, uh, SMD, bro. So what's your W. Lucha impression? Is that your impression this week? Oh, God. What is your impression? You I thought, you, were, I thought uh, you had something planned for this. Like, are you going to do a Trump impression or something? You or know, Jimmy actually, Fallon, or what um, are you doing? I, actually, I'm going to do one for me, Flo, because I saw a... A gift that he posted. Are you posted. doing Meatloaf's impersonation? No. Oh, from Fight Club? Yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, Meatloaf. I picture him as Meatloaf's character from Fight Club, just so you know. His name is <laughs> well, Robert like, Paulson. Without the shirt uh, on, like him wearing the bodysuit. Yeah. Wasn't that character's name Man Tits or something? His name was Robert Paulson. They called him Bitch Tits, and oh, they, bitch tits. they booked Meatloaf for that because he was a big fat man. And then he showed up and he's like, I lost weight. They're like, no, no, this no. doesn't work for us. I just yeah. want to accompany me flow's gift by doing a, a little. This is what you get for fucking up the football club. 
There you go. You got Stone Cold giving your fucking football club manager a stunner. I don't even know what football club means. It sounds like someplace where men it's meet. football. You have to say football. Oh, we're going to play some footy. Oh, Byron, let's play some footy. We're going to kick the balls around. Yes? Something about footing Byron's balls. That's uh, all I know that just happened. Time for tea and spanky monkey. <laughs> hey, what, what, what do you think Paige has been talking about this week? Oi, I, I need some more legal drugs. Does anybody have some? I'll suck your dick. <laughs> she's like she's like the chabby Mary Poppins. I love it. How is it? This is the most allegedly. <laughs> allegedly also, the chabby Mary Poppins. I love it. Oh man. But she also does the whole like go see my boyfriend's Mexican oh, restaurant. Go go to the restaurant party. because uh, the wings are delicious, and I will wait your table, so be sure to tip. My my impression this week is Becky Lynch. Oh, I'm the Irish last kicker. <laughs> She's Whoa. got mad bass. In I'm going to put it you in the I'm, I'm saying it every week until she changes her voice. I like she Becky frightens Lynch. me. I know you like I wish manly. Those I, wish manly Connor, I wish Conor McGregor sounded that butch. I know. She really sounds more butch than, than Becky Lynch. Or, you know, go... I got a big match coming up. It's not the main event of the pay per view because it's SmackDown. But um, I got this plastic ass belt, and it's it uh, is made out of plastic. It, it looks sucks. very rubbery, doesn't it? Yes, it's it, like the replica one, but like a seventy-five dollar replica. I bought it at Target. My God! And uh, it was it was four well, ninety-nine. <laughs> you guys got anything else? We're taking you out of this one with some interesting impressions, but that's it. That's all we have to talk about. Amazing, amazing. Main event on Lucha Underground this week. Topped yeah. everything yeah. else in wrestling this week. Shit. It even topped KO Rollins. So if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Get it on iTunes, whatever you have to do. Uh, Chavo, Ray, Loser Leaves Lucha match is uh, definitely... It's in the top 50 matches of all time, for sure. Exactly. And, and I got nothing it. else that happened in wrestling this week is even close to that. Right. So and you know, KO Rollins. We're done killing all the people that we had to kill. And I hope that you all do the same. Well, that's it for Byron, for Casey, for Justin. Uh, w, for suck it. Everyone else who's watching, until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. W sucks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>